Welcome. You're listening to the Peace and Passion Podcast, the place for conscious couples and individuals who want to explore aspects of their relationships as a self-growth evolution. I'm your host, Iman Iskander, and I'm a couples therapist and counseling coach on a mission to shore up your relational life with useful information and tips, as well as inspiration and ideas from the great minds of our guests. So you can skillfully and confidently and mindfully navigate the relationship with yourself and with others and with all of life and its challenges. On with the show. Well, hello and welcome back to the Peace and Passion podcast. My name is Iman Iskander and I'm your host. Today, I want to talk to you about couples therapy. Now, this is something that's near and dear to my heart because that's my job. That's what I do. And I'm really passionate about helping people achieve the goals that they want and build the life that they want. We're all meant to be happy and we're meant to be in relationships because we are social animals. We're meant to be with another person. That's how we get our most satisfaction, by being in partnership. Now, of course, that doesn't mean you can't be happy if you're single, but essentially, as social animals, we get most satisfaction by being around people. And intimate relationships will help you to grow and to flourish, but they're also going to trigger you in the areas where, well, where you've got some issues, where you may be stuck. So I thought it's worthwhile for us to have a conversation about couples therapy, the expectations, the roles, what you can do to be prepared, how to get the most out of this therapy work, and also some work that you can start doing now. Maybe you're waiting for a session and this would be a good time for you to start preparing, start doing some work now. So when the time comes for you to attend, you are as good as gold and ready. All right, let's start by talking about what it is, what are the goals of couples therapy? What is it that we're doing in couples therapy? A lot of people might come in and, well, you know, they haven't seen a therapist before. They've never, ever been to counselling. And so they're a bit confused, a bit concerned, a bit uncertain. And sometimes they're even anxious. And the opposite also happens. There's people that come in and they've seen lots and lots of therapists before or they've had individual therapy. Sometimes even the work of couples therapy has not been successful. So they're, they're a bit dissatisfied. They're uncertain if it's going to work. Is that you? Or sometimes they've seen individual counsellors, individual therapists, and they're here to help their partner, to help the relationship, to make it better. Well, the first thing I want you to know is that if you've had individual counselling, individual therapy, it's not the same as couples therapy. In couples therapy, we work on in the relational context. So essentially, you're not my client, nor is your partner. What's between you is my client. I work on behalf of your relationship not the individuals concerned. And that's a very common misconception in couples counselling that people think that I'll be helping them, helping them to change their partner. It's not quite how it works. It's about the dynamic between you, what's in between you and the relationship is what matters. 
So let's talk about it some more. Whether you're a practiced uh, individual who's gone to many, many counselors or whether you've never gone and seen anyone before and you're uncertain, what I want to do is demystify exactly what's involved in couples therapy, the expectations, so that you can be more confident having the experience of couples therapy. All right. So let's look at the expectations first and we'll get on to the goals. All right, let's look at expectations. So, well, some people think that it's about, you know, them coming in, they're going to describe a problem to you and then somehow the therapist does something to fix it and maybe they can learn new and better skills and off they go. And that's true in part. You see, I help you see where the two of you keep getting stuck or disconnected so that you can make some repairs and then you can rebuild trust and you can get what you need in your intimate relationship. So my role is really to give you the safe space to do that and so you can connect and re-establish the beautiful, trusting, intimate bond that I know you want. Now, of course, if your goal is different and you're talking about whether you stay together or split up, that's also on the agenda and we can help with that. But you also have a job. You see, your job as intimate partners is to create some goals, to create some objectives for engaging in the work. Like you really need to be thinking, why am I wanting to make changes for this person? Because if your why isn't big enough, you're going to find it a little bit hard. You're going to be thinking about exiting the relationship. You're going to be thinking about how they can do the work and maybe you don't do anything. And that's not very useful. So we want to have productive uh, conversations and we want to be able to, to make it really work for you. So if you're prepared with the big why and you have a really clear idea of the direction that you want to go in, uh, the direction that the sort of partner that you aspire to be in the relationship, how, why you want to show up in that particular way, why it's important to you. Perhaps it's a family reason. You've got a family, you've got kids, and it's important for you that you model good behavior to the kids. Or maybe it's because you've had a bad experience in the past and you're ready now to make this relationship work because it's the one that matters. You don't want to end up alone. Or maybe it's because you know that being in a couple relationship is a way to have a thriving life and you want to share your love and your life with this person that you're with now. You want to iron out the problems and make it better. It could be any one of a number of things and your why is really important for you. It's unique to you. So think carefully about why you want to do the work of couples therapy and why with this person now. Maybe you can even stop this audio and take some time to reflect on this. So once again, my role is to help you improve your responses to each other without violating any of your core beliefs or values, your core values, your deeply held principles. We're not going to tread on those. So I want you to know that. And your role is to create your own individual objectives for being in the therapy. And my job is like a good coach. I'm going to help you to reach them. And I've got lots of tools and lots of strategies to help you to achieve what you want to achieve. Okay, 
Let's move on then to have a look at goals. You see, the aim of therapy is about, it's really, there's three aims. Let's have a look at three aims of the therapy. One of them is to increase your knowledge about yourself and your partner and the patterns of interaction between you, between the two of you, something's not working. And so one of the goals is, to about, is about knowing you, knowing them and looking at what's between you and, and uncovering what's happening. Another goal is really understanding the patterns, those things that the two of you are doing that are just not working. And sometimes they're not so obvious. You really need somebody outside of your system to see what's happening to point out what patterns are not working between you. You see, therapy, it, gets, it becomes effective when you apply the new knowledge that you get about yourself and your partner. And then you also break those patterns that we've discovered and then develop new ones. And that's all about the application. So really the goal of therapy is to increase your knowledge base about you and your partner to discover the dysfunctional patterns and then to help you to apply new and better behaviors to grow a thriving relationship. And no surprise to do that, there are some tasks in couples therapy that are gonna help you to increase the effectiveness of that goal. One of them, I've already mentioned it, it's about having a vision and a goal, your big why, for why you want to do this and your life together. Have a goal. Set a vision for your future. What does that look like, the ideal? And the second part of that is understanding or knowing or thinking about how you want to be in that vision. How do you want to behave? What do you see yourself doing? And the third part of that is looking at what gets in the way understanding what's in the way of you developing this ideal future and aspiring to be this ideal person that you want to be and then understanding the the skills and knowledge that are necessary and that's where couples therapy can help you with the skills and knowledge that you need to create something that's even better than what you've got now all right let's move on to what's needed as uh, from you and one of the things that's needed I guess one of the really big and important things for couples is sometimes sometimes they can even come into therapy and they know what's missing they know what they're doing so they need skills and tools to help break out of that but then where they get stuck is remembering it's knowing how to stay conscious and remember to keep improving and to sustain the improvement. They might do it for a day, they might do it for a week, but then they forget and they go back to old default patterns. And if that's you, then one of the key challenges that's going to be really crucial is how do you stay conscious in making a difference over time? How do you remember to be more respectful or more giving or more appreciative, all the things that you aspire to be and the things that I hope you want to do. It does take effort to remember and it does take consciousness to be able to do that. The other thing that becomes really important is this idea of change, like committing to the change. It's difficult for some people 
we want to improve reactions to a particular problems. And that problem might be, let's say, anger. Someone's exploding and it's not really very effective in the relationship because they're hurting the other person. So how are you going to put in the effort to change, to improve your reactions to anger, for example? Learning the skills and the tools to do that. Another problem could be like speaking up. Someone who is just not able to speak up, assert themselves and speak their truth. How will you remember to improve your reactions in order to be able to speak up rather than avoid saying what you're really thinking? And how will you remember not to criticize if that's your thing? So, you know, there's often a dynamic between people. But once we find the one thing, the little nugget that's going to cause the change, then it's really up to you to be able to put in the effort with the guidance and the skills and the tools and remembering to keep improving your reaction on that particular thing that we found on that particular problem. You know why that gets hard for people? It gets hard because there's this thing called short-term gratification. You see, we might have a long-term goal, but we kind of want the immediate effects. We want to be able to change it now. But remembering and being consistent and being committed is really part of the work. It's the ongoing daily step-by-step commitment to the change to to create a satisfying relationship. Well, I hope you're getting something out of this and you've got some pointers and a bit of insight into the work. I'd like to walk through some things that are not so useful for couples therapy. And then I'd like to tell you about some things that you can start doing, the prerequisites, the things that will really make it skyrocket, make it be beneficial. All right, here's your list of what not to do. The best way to approach couples therapy is to be doing some preparation for it. So, well, one of the things that some people do is they come in kind of not knowing what to talk about. Like once we've uncovered the problem and we've set together a treatment plan and we're moving and we're working, then it's not really useful to say, well, I don't know what to talk about, do you? Like, what are we going to talk about today? Really, we need to stay focused on what's happening in between sessions and where the problems are that continue to emerge so that we can hone in on these things and fix them rather than having a hit and miss approach. So do some thinking in between sessions about where the problems are. Another thing not to do is to make the focus the last fight that you had and just wanting to know who's right or wrong. So it's not really about being reactive and rehashing. It's about pinpointing some of the things that the patterns that are ineffective that could really make big gains rather than hoping that if you rehash a problem, the therapist can tell you who's right and who's wrong and can solve it for you. Unfortunately, it's not the work of the therapist to do that because you, my friend, know how to solve your problems already. So there's nothing that can be done in therapy to kind of tell you what to do because you have the answers. The whole purpose of therapy is to help them surface. They're already within you. Okay, 
Here's some things that you should know about couples therapy and relationships and they're really important before you come in. So I want you to check for these to assess your own state of readiness. The first one is about your attitude. There is an attitude that is important to relationship and an attitude that is important towards change and action, what action to take. Your attitude towards change, especially change in therapy, really does matter because nothing's going to change if you don't change. So really the work is about you understanding that you have to do things differently. And that's a big challenge for people. And looking at why you may not want to do that might be useful. So if you come in prepared with an attitude of change, wanting change, wanting to do the work, you're going to find that you make huge progress and much faster too. The second thing that I'd like to talk to you about is commitment. And that commitment means that you're here for the long haul, that you're here willing to work and look at this and go through the process and accept your partner and their limitations because whilst they're working on it as well. So they're limited in how they can respond to you at the moment and you're limited in you how you respond to your partner. And if we accept that we're as human beings, we all have our failings and our wobbles and our concerns and that we're all working on them. If we accept that concept, we're more likely to have a successful encounter, a successful process to follow through. So commitment. So not only is it about the attitude that you come in with, it's also about the commitment. And finally, it's also about having a focus that's on you, a focus on changing yourself rather than changing your partner. Many, many people come in wanting to set a goal for their partner to create change. Sorry, folks, but you can't change your partner and your partner can't change you. Now, you can influence each other, and but that doesn't mean you can change them. You can influence through your own behavior. So it really is about changing you, whatever's in you, and becoming more effective as a partner. That is really the most efficient way to change a relationship. And you, my friend, you can start right now while you're waiting for your session. You can start right now by practicing gratitude. You know, when things haven't been so good for a while, it's really easy to go into negativity and to start noticing all the bad things that have hurt us. How many ways your partner is a bad person, how many wrongs they have done and how they have hurt you. And while some of that may be true, there have been things that have occurred, mishaps and hurts that have occurred in the past, you can still notice the good because no relationship is all bad. It's just that when there's problems, we start focusing on the negativity and focusing on the bad things. So you can start right now by practicing gratitude. Start noticing the good. Notice the good things in the relationship. And I'm not necessarily talking about the big gigantic things, you know, the big car or the dozen red roses that your partner bought you or the fancy dinner that was cooked for you or the wonderful conversation that they initiated. I'm talking about the little things as well. The smile that you got this morning, the coffee they made for you, the gesture of kindness, even those little things, they add up. The little things do count. So start noticing the little things and being grateful for them. You can do that on the inside just yourself or you could even 
go one step further and say thank you for it and showing that you've noticed the good things. And even on top of that, you could start doing some small things for your partner today to build a better relationship. What small things will you start to do today to start building? Now that you've booked into couples therapy or you're thinking about going to couples therapy, you can start doing the work now. The work starts now. Now, I hope you got something out of this conversation about couples therapy. I hope it's demystified the process for you and I hope it's set you up so you can come prepared and ask some really good questions, knowing that we're going to work on the dynamic between you and find your stuck points because you, my friend, deserve a better life. Take good care now. Thanks for listening to the Peace and Passion podcast. If you'd like to stay in contact, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you like something here or if something resonated with you, I'd love your encouragement to keep this going. You can do that with a review, a like or a share, or just by telling someone that you think will benefit from hearing this podcast. Take good care now.